When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. Now, we are still in Hawklaw, and earlier, when we did, when we finished that Hammerton challenge, the tower of a special prize in Bureau's cabin. Let's go there and see what it is. Visit Bureau's cabin. Set along, set back against the forest on the outskirts of Hawklaw, the end of a long twisted bag, back path, it's a cabin of the locally renowned huntsman Gomer. Several stretched deer hides, wolf posts and bearskins in different stages of the tanning process adorn a, a log rack to the left of the cabin's front door. A neatly sat pile of firewood stands on the white side of the door. A thin stream of smoke, smoke rises from the structure's lone chimney. Pay a visit to Bowmore. Bjorma seems quite happy to have company. He welcomes you into the small cabin in the outskirts of the village and offers you a steaming mug of payload. No doubt you'll be wanting that prize Bjorma sent you to fetch. You certainly spravel with good speed around these parts, wouldn't you say? Bjorma produces a small hinged wooden box, flips open the lid to reveal the glimmering blade of a soundly crafted dagger. Small ruby is set into the weapon's hilt. Vimeo tells you the dagger is chanted. It was given to it many years ago by an encanter, spellcaster known as Gurwick, who has since passed away. He tells you the dagger will help your combat prowess and it is extremely valuable. If you find someone who can afford it, it might fit a pretty sum. Of course, it's a decent weapon, so I'm sure you can find some use for it. You'll view it. Chosen Crown, Gaga, Melee Waiting plus one, which isn't very good at all, actually. This dagger is made out of one solid piece of metal. A small ruby has been set, been set in the centre of the hilt. This weapon was given to you by, by Biomar, cousin of Pifior, the tavern keeper in Hillblow. The blade glimmers from any angle. This weapon has a magical prop quality. Bjorn rushes over to check his pot, pot of paleo that's boiling on his hearth. He returns momentarily and offers you a mug of the steaming brew. Several mugs of paleo who decide it's time to bid Bjorn move for a while. Bjorn be politely to though before setting off in the cabin preparing to set up a whole plot. Let's see. Oh, I'm visiting him again. Bjorn seems quite happy to have company. He welcomes you into a small cabin on the outskirts of the village and offers you a steaming mug of payload. 
Always nice to see you, Zook, he says. But tossing around any more goblins of late, it was a noble thing you did for the folk in these parts. There aren't many about who the dead ends in his caves, let alone confront those nasty creatures. While conversing with Bjarmar, he finds it so into Sonic Peaks when Bjorn makes mention of the treasure and may be hidden away in a nearby cave. Quite a further at the cave and the treasure. Bjorn tells you that a nearby cave, known to those in his day as Coven Shield Cave, is said to be home to a bandit horde, slashed there over a century ago. He says that he believes the, 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 the caves to be true. Tells me true, despite what some say. But he warns you the cave is a place of great danger. There's an old, there's an ordinary old ogre who lives in the cave. Sure, that's a bit of information. Does this was just care of someone like yourself? But he sure kept the folk, the folk around here away from it, which is probably for the best. Lamia brings out a crudely set mat, scratch, and lays out across the small table. Points to the location of Coven's your cave. He estimates the cave is less than three miles west of his cabin. You'll have no trouble reaching it, he says, stabbing his finger at the point of the map that shows the cave. Take care out that way, though. Not to stop their mind. Always always take care when traipsing about the wild. Uh, shows you how to get it, get there. It tells you he's been to Cloven Shield Cave countless times over the years. He's never dared venture into it. I'm a hunter, not an adventure. Give me a bow, send me into the woods, and you're on a benefit to last winter. But I'll sooner swim the star than tangle with ogres in life. That, my friend, is how it is. Bjomet again tells you to take take care should you decide to pay a visit to the to the cave. He also asks you an account of what you find uh, when inside you end up exploring it. To an epic confiscation in several miles of Palo, you bid Bjorn a farewell. Thank you for telling you about the cave. Okay, before you leave this cabin, prepare to settle on your way. Make your way back to Hawklaw. Alright, I'm going to go to that. Go to that cave that you just mentioned. There we are. In the west nearby. You're standing at the base of a horny hillock deep in the forest outside the village of Hawklock. Before you, like the yawning maw of some great beast, is the shadowy mouth of Cloven Shield Cave. The large rock standing in the cave mouth closely resembles a cloven shield, thus the name. Enter the cave. You're standing just inside the mouth of Cloven Shield Cave. From the east, the light of the forest splashes into this dark, musty lair, scattering the gloom. Yeah, long shaking strands. To the west, the broad cave passage disappears. The darkness going west, going south. Examine the card words. Tallies was here, of course he was. He's been everywhere. I took all the best weapons and the best armor, which is now in his trading post. Yep, travelling more. A loud snort wheezily precedes the sudden arrival of a large dark shape in the passage ahead. You instinctively draw yourself into a defensive stance as a hulking ogre, its massive hands gripped in the haft of a heavy wooden club, stomps into view. The fearsome creature snarls upon catching sight of you. 
changes his door to snort the guard the ogre starts towards you. Stand your ground and fight! You swiftly adopt the combat ready stance as you prepare to meet the ogre's charge. I can just subdue this ogre, and since it's since there's no evidence it's actually tried to hurt anyone, uh, I'm going to subdue it. Yes, yeah, fighty, 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 fight. One more fightiness, and there it goes. It is subdued. Twenty XP points. You stand over, over the defeated ogre, maintaining a guarded stank as the hulking creature, soundly battling its mission, struggles to walk towards short, wagging of breath. Refusing to take your eyes off the beast, you head back and hold it, considering your next move. Slowly, with the agonised grunt echoing a passage, passage, the ogre rises to one knee. You, said the, you sense the mighty ogre, no longer has any fight left in him, and allow the ogre to leave. You remain in your defensive posture as the ogre staggers to its feet and begins backing away on a cave tunnel. At last, only a creature is a dozen yards from you as it turn, now brought into shadows, leaving you alone in darkness. The fearsome hulking humanoid, the brazenly claimed cave is his abode, will now live out the remainder of his day as a broken beast. When you're certain the ogre is gone for good, you quickly check over your gear before once again setting off through the doom. Suddenly... An unsettling quiet suddenly falls across Cloven Shield Cave. Success! You've successfully cleared Cloven Shield's cave. Cloven Shield Cave will well, at the time we set itself, allowing the opportunity to once again explore and clear it. Yep. This is a replayable dungeon. You can go every few hours. That ogre, another ogre will move in. You can clear it. And here, and you can get all this nice loot. Uh, uh, hide sleeves, sturdy dagger, banded helm. Okay, that that's better than what I have. Yep, equip the banded helm. Just uh, that raises my SP a bit more. And then. There's a, now I now I can explore the west of this cave. All right, I've I've gone off to a northern passage now, and now there's now the now there's a west there's a western alcove. Nothing there. Go to the east. It goes to the north. It's a little alcove to the east. You're standing at the edge of a structure. Several odd symbols swayed in a. Horizontal line have been carved into wall. Due to your proficiency with Arcania, you already identify the symbols as pieces to a magical puzzle. But I'm going to need 30 Arcania to actually understand that face thing, and I don't have that yet. I think I'll just learn that quickly. And there we go. Do, do, do. Well, I can't can't do anything with that place for now. Back to Hawklaw again. Pause for a bit while I think of what to do next. Okay, apparently there's more stuff at Bellamy's cabin. 
And I've look, I've got my Akani to 30, so I'm just going to wash off and get and get that thing first. Yeah, so going through the cave, past past that card. No, it says Tallis was here, and so was Zoop. Right there we are. That little alcove to the east. Oh, oh, but, oh, yeah, just one. Oh, I, I, I got confused. I got the raise to 30, confused with is 30. So I got to rush back, rush back to Hawklaw and do that final, final bit. So leave the cave, travel, Hawklaw, Hawklaw, skills, train Akania and train one more time that also gives me the skills i need to automatically auto uh, to identify items myself which will get me quite a bit of experience to that for more levels up so anyway so well, so clothing shield cave again this is the third time in there I, I wouldn't have to. Talis was there. It's cleared, so I can just wash through quickly. Arcania. You successfully used your Arcania skills. You carefully study the seven symbols. After examining them for several minutes, begin to understand the complex pattern to what is, in sense, a magical puzzle. Slowly and deliberately begin to press your fingers into the symbols and what you hope will prove to be the correct order. Suddenly, 64 experience to Arcania. Nice. The low rumbling sound from, from behind the wall upon which this low rumbling sounds from behind the wall on which the symbols are carved. You rarely step back as much to your astonishment a large section of wall which bears the symbols slides to the left. Even in continuation, passage long beyond is now possible to continue along the tunnel, which I am doing right now. I'm going east, then the passage ends to the north, reach the end of the tunnel, and are startled to discover the rotting remains of a massive chest resting against the wall. Realizing at once that this must be the treasure that was long ago hidden in the cave, treasure mentioned to you by Balmimir. You promptly step forward and peer into the crumbling chest. The chest is filled with all manner of items of valuables. While some of its contents belong to its what away, what's in left is indeed a treasure worthy of your collection. You carefully search through the contents of the chest. I'll take some wing sleeves and uh, padded gauntlets, all right, paint gauntlets. Chain greaves, exceptional scale boots, those are better than what I currently have. So those can be equipped. Sturdy leather home, not better than what I have, but inferior split home. Sturdy plate boots, unmatched leather boots, that's the same. Studded leather boots. Also, I matched 
looks the same. Plate boots were grafted. Superior bone breastplate. Yes, that's an that's an improvement. That gets equipped. And an unmatched bone helm. That's a seven. Taking over five. So there we go. That that gets equipped too. Now I have seventy six SP. And yep. And I found some trinkets worth 29 gold. And for a to and I got 44 gold total. At last, having made certain you haven't overlooked anything, step away from your chest and prepare to set off on your way. Suddenly, you suddenly spot a dark shape lying in the far corner, not far from the chest. A, co a close examination reveals the back. The objects be a rotting leather bag that's filled with gold. I got 1875 gold tokens. Nice. With the gold now safely in possession, you take one last look around before turning and heading back south along the passage. Okay, this 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 dungeon is done. Just making my way out of it right now. Examine the carved words, nothing new there. Leave the cave, travel, back to Bermia's cavern. See if he's got anything to say, apparently he does. Yeah, he asks, yes, he's just asking about the cave. Primalma quietly inquires about Chrono Shield Cave, asking if you've explored it, yes. When you tell him you've explored and cleared the cave, he raises an iron nod approvingly. That's quite the feat, he says, immediately moving to initiate your sword cross. Well done, my friend. Suddenly, Biomia produces a small, thin stone square, hands it to you. The piece of stone is involved with several carved symbols on one of its sides. Ancient Arvadi, they are, by looks them, he says, in of his reference to the carved symbols. And, more important than that, I know the little, little square of stone were open. You were given this carved stone square. You were given this carved stone square by Bilmir at his cabin. He told you that the stone square, which coated with his carved symbols, ancient party constructs, can be used to unlock a chest stashed in the centre of Stone, stone back tattered in Hawklaw. Pyramid tells you a small stone square put like a chest on girl stashed in the stat in the cellar of Stone Back Tavern in Hawklaw. And it's been owed and operated by his current pickpock. I've never told anyone what's in that chest, but unless I give that stone square stone square to someone, sequel will die with me. You open the chest soup, takes one inside for yourself. It's not much mind. But it's something what well, it is something somewhat special. Pippa tells you that you should be able to gain access to stone walls to back to our region. If it if Pippa don't let you down there, I don't see why he wouldn't. You can always just sneak down, chest is away, but don't fret. Stone square will stone square will help you find it. You thank Bellwell for the stone square and for the opportunity to find and open the chest. He nods and wishes you well on your endeavour. After conversing with him some more, you take your leave of the huntsman and step out of the cavern. 
Okay, now back to Hawklaw. I've got a mysterious chest to open in the Stoneback Tavern. Here we are. And seek out the tavern cellar. Poke around the tavern doing your best to avoid Pitbull, who's in particularly occupied with catering to whims of a table of farmers. And in a back room, find the hatch to close the entrance to the cellar. After lifting the heavy oaken slab, you carefully descend a steep set of wooden steps. Find yourself in a dark, musty, but well-ordered maze of crates, bows and casks. I really don't know why I didn't, I didn't even ask permission. I mean, it's obvious this chest can't be opened by anyone else. And I've, I saved the village, so I'm... So I, I I have a lot of credit here. I can ask for, I can ask just to go in the cellar, and no one's gonna really. I'm not gonna have to ask that many awkward questions. It's just really just just kind of rude, just going into someone's cellar without, well, at least telling them you're going there. But. Sometimes you just assume it's a stealth mission without, you know, asking. Suddenly, suddenly the carved square of stone given to you by Bilmia begins to glow. A bright blue aura soon envelops a strange piece. Its eerie luminescence scattering in gloom as it slowly spreads out in all directions. After only a few moments, you spot something else glowing on the far side of the cellar. Wasting no time, Muros, who investigate the glow, discover that a bright blue light, identical to that which is now emanating from your stone square, surrounds a large crate that's been pushed up against the wall. A large pile of heavy stone sacks covers the crate. You're certain that if it weren't for the glow now showing, showing through the sack, you would never have taken notice, notice of the container. You promptly toss the sacks aside. Hey, hey yeah, there could be something breakable in there. Move them gently aside. Or maybe these sacks of these sacks could break, they could be old, and they could have lots of grain in them, and that's a that's a really difficult to pick up again. I mean be cautious. This is the this is the main tavern of the entire village. Don't make a don't make a mess. Neatly move the things aside and then put them back. You don't know if there's a system here. There probably is. Don't want to ruin their system. You could ruin the booze. You could ruin the booze. You properly toss the sack aside and remove the top grate, leaving a large wooden crest bathed in a bright blue glow. You closely examine the chest and discover a square inspection, precisely the size of the piece of stone given to you by Bjarmit, said to an iron plate to fix the top of its lid. Without a second thought, you press the square of stone into the impression. The blue blue glow surrounding the chest instantly vanishes. As 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 you remove the stone, a sharp click sounds from somewhere inside the chest chest lid. You're about to attempt to open the chest when the lid suddenly flies open, within the context that Blonde lay hidden inside the magically protected box. The box, 
the, the chest contains a large quantity of gold, a black pouch containing six adventure tokens, and several other items of interest. Got 1,231 gold tokens, six adventure tokens, which is very, very nice. And now there's a selection of very, of, of decent, very decent equipment. Bone Helms, Bone Helm, Banded Boat, plus five. I'll equip that. An exceptional Bone Helm, Plated Greaves, exceptional, Padded Kelbon Match. Short sword exceptional, banded home exceptional. That's that's one better than what I already have. So on it goes. Hide sleeves unmatched, and spike club unmatched. Making certain you haven't overlooked anything, you close your chest lids and recover the large box of empty sacks that previously concealed it. No desire to live anything. Whoa, well, to linger any longer than necessary, you promptly make your way out of the cellar. Right, I'm going to pause and I'm going to check on this equipment. Okay, I've finished swapping out my equipment. My SP is now 88, and I sold all the all the all the redundant equipment for about 14,000 or so gold. So I now 22,902 of that, which is rather nice. Now let these do anything. I'm going to pause again while I look for. More. Okay, the next thing I do will be the adventure, The Savage Wild. When you learn Lamnia Grayfen, those farm sits on the outskirts of Horgor, has recently began to report wolf attacks on his renowned flock of sheep. He's offering a generous reward to anyone bold enough to eradicate the menace. You take the opportunity to approach him and inquire further on this adventure. Number Greeling, whose teeming flop of burning ash sheep is a link. This hardy breed of broadland sheep, faced with abilities of thriving in both cold and temperate climates, highly valued for the quality of their wool, is the envy of the entire Hart Hills region, has recently reported several wolf attacks on his valuable livestock. While such incursions by wolves and other predators are not uncommon throughout the remote corner of this work corner of the kingdom, the creatures that mauled and devoured a handful of Lamia stock, based on his own sightings of them, seem to fit the description of crag wolves, larger, stronger and far more aggressive than the smaller brethren. Crag wolves long thought to have disappeared from the North Portlands, was spotted with growing frequency across a wide swathe of the northern Wales. When you learn that Lahir has taken, Lahir was, has reportedly located the cave in which, which the Cragwell was taking up residence, and he's offering a generous reward to anyone bold enough to eradicate the menace, who take the opportunity to approach him and inquire further. Lama Grave, then, his stick, 
work warrant thing is gripping his steering wheel of the payload, but blows back back the dangling strand of his tangled grey hair and sighs. The broad-shouldered farmer, long considered to be the strongest man within a week's travel of now suffers about only with the hope of a sturdy cane, an effort to upset the we- a recent injury to his left leg. You're the only one who showed any interest in it, he said, his deep voice cracking it on intervals. I don't suppose I ought to have expected much else. Folk have their own problems, of course. I've got the lads watching a fog, fog. But I don't know those sticks are at them when the wolves come prowling. Don't think I would. Now tells you that he and his two, and two of his farms just discovered a cave in the forest near his farm in which crag wolves have taken up residence. When you cry further, you know, at least eight of the vicious creatures in about the cave. He says that he will pay 500 gold to anyone able to remove the wolves. So there it is. Good bit of gold for a good bit of service. And not to service to me, mind. There are a good many folk around here whose animals are in danger as long as these wolves are roaming about. Well, what have you got to say about it? Slipping at, that, at the pearler which Brian brought to you, you carefully consider their proposal. 500 gold for clearing out the crag wolves, crag wolves out of his cave. You know, like, and if you've been paying attention, you'll realise you get a lot more gold a lot faster from selling, from just selling equipment. So we don't do equipment, but 500 gold is 500 gold. But I'm not doing it for gold. I'm doing it because these wolves are a menace and they should be eliminated. But I'm going to turn down the gold. Unless I'm given the option to turn down the gold, which says I probably will turn down the gold. Agree, I'm going to agree to his proposal. Lapierre's creased face brightens and he manages a faint smile when you tell him that you accept his offer. I had a good feeling about you, he says. His voice continues to crack at odd intervals. Well then, it's settled. And there isn't much more to tell you about it, except where to find the cave. Cassie Lintiu has gone out here to describe for you the location of the cave. You know, after, after, after listening to Lapier describe the location of the cave, which proves to be in a thick patch of forest less than a mile from the eastern edge of his meadows, you finish your panel and bid him farewell. Thank you, he says as he prepares to part. And luck be with you. You let me know the moment those wolves have been taken, taken care of and will set everything up. To investigate the cave near Lara's farm, select, explore the village of Morsor in Northern Coldwell. Select return to a previously discovered location. And choose Forest Cave near Lara's farm. Okay, I'm going to save before I do that. And then try... No, wait, no, no. Explore village of folklore. Return to a previously discovered location. Forest cave near Langrier's farm. They're standing in the midst of a tangled swathe of forest almost a mile east of, of Farmer Grafen's largest meadow. Several yards away, tucked beneath a jagged outcrop of stone, stands along the brace of a steep rock, is the dark, gaping mouth of a cave. The ground in front of the cave mouth is littered with, ev- with the evidence that suggests a large number of wolves taking up residence here. 
open it into this cave. Alright. Hey, Wolfie, 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 Wolfies. Moving cautiously. Your trusted light fl flaring brightly as, as it parts the shadows, you make your way into the cave. It's only just inside the mouth of the cave, so the east, the broad, uneven corridor swiftly disappears into the darks. Hundreds to the west, the pale, dust-choked light of the forest filters into the gloom-filled air. Alright, now... Anyway, this, this, there's a lot of stuff going on in this cave. There's... Our passage north and south here. And... Uh, you freeze in mid-step as a, as a sinister shape begins to emerge from the gloom ahead. Swiftly drawing yourself into a battle where he stands, you watch as a large black wolf steps into view. The fearsome Crag Wolf. Few predators across the North Broadlands are as feared and steeped in legend as a large, black and vicious Crag Wolf. These savage near creatures are nearly half as big again as their smaller. All the wolf brethren, strong enough to bring down a horse and aggressive enough to up on all but the largest denizens of the wild. Over the past several centuries, the number of crag wolves that roam the North Worldlands has dwindled considerably, leaving many to believe the species was dying out. Recent, however, such as the fearsome predators have been on the rise. Hmm, I assume this is a portent of something, some sort of great evil that is just emitting evilness energy which is making everything eviler somehow that, that's that, that's just how it works in fantasy a sufficiently bad guy makes everything else badder rather than you know what they usually do is cause everyone to unite against them or not really have much effect on the generalised evil of other people. But no, in fantasy, evil just begets evil quite directly. Not without, not in indirect fashions like propaganda, ruining the economy, or just really messing people up. Nope. The fearsome crag wolf, his head hung low, and his bright yellow eyes reflecting the glow of your light, bears its teeth and snarls as it slowly begins to circle you. Without warning, the wolf lunges. I fight, it fights, it dies. 9xp. You step back from the remains of the slain wolf and spend a few moments checking over your equipment. Based on what you've seen and heard while exploring the cave, you remain convinced that more crag wolves still inhabit this dark lair. After making certain nothing else is lurking near the darkness, you once again set off through the cave. Uh, I'm going into the. Oh, here's another one. It's the it's it's the same encounter as last time. Fight, fight. And not another nine experience. Nine experience. Same post battle text. Alright, now in this, I'm in the southwest parts of the cave. Last little, little passage off there. You immediately step into a wide alcove at the end of a cave tunnel 
immediately signs yourself confronted by a pair of snarling crag wolves. The vicious predators, who have been feeding on the bloody remains of some large creature, quickly turn away from their meal and lunge at you. Their deadly teeth gashing wildly as they attempt to tear out your throat. Two crag wolves now fighting the first one. And it, I've got 10 experience. Here comes number two. Cragwolf viciously attacks me. I viciously slash it. I win. Another 10 XP. As the second wolf stomps to the cave floor, you step back from the moving carpus and cautiously peer into what you do. With no sign of anything else still in the darkness, you quickly check over your gear before turning attention to blood remains of the large creature upon which the wolves were feeding. Closer examine of the carriage reveals that the large bloody heap of bones, sweated flesh, is the remains of an ogre. You can only summarise the massive creature was likely set upon by the Gragwolves. Perhaps as it slept in its very cave, which you now realise must have been its lair. Okay, I don't quite know how to feel about it. I mean, it's an ogre, but I don't really want... Torn apart by wolves? That's a, that's a bad time. You carefully search through the gruesome pile and discover much of surprise. An iron key attached to a length of blood-soaked time. Believing the key may prove to be somewhat important, as keys usually do. Because yeah, it just turns out you just you never find a key to nothing. Or it's a key to a lock that has been changed. Or a key that just opens a locker with nothing in it. Or a key that opens a locker which contains something that is... You just don't... It contains a selection of rocks. I don't know why you lock a rock. Or a key that, a key that contain, leads to just a random house. Random house with nothing in it. I take the key, iron key, twine. You found this iron key, which attached your blood saying that the twine made the gruesome remains of an ogre. Ogre, those crops have been savaged by crud wolves. Lying in the corner, much much of its hills and blade covered in dried blood is a two-handed sword. See, probably this heavy weapon is what the ogre must have wielded. Try to defend itself. A bite on successfully against its savage foes. So to have his sword, I take it. Even though it's very heavy. Making certain you haven't missed anything, you prepare to resume your exploration of the cave. And uh, let's go east. Now I'm on the south part. The alcove there. A large heap of devilish and refuse fills this small sunken chamber south of the passage. Quickly realise the pile is largely made up of decaying animal remains. Search the pile of refuse. Towards the bottom of the pile of refuse, next to the magnet infected cask of a small deer, you, small, you discover a leather pouch containing a small quantity of gold. 37, in fact. After taking possession of the gold, do what you can to clear, you can to clear the remains of gruesome, gruesome pile from your hands. And arms, you can include your search and prepare to resume your exploration of the cave.
Uh, I spawned again. Obviously, there was nothing there. I would have found it the first time. A large number of animal pelts, some in varying states of decay, are heaped in piles that cover the unseen human floor at the end at the end of the case. So I'll search through the pelts. A thorough examiner of the pelts turns up four wolf skins and a bear skin. They have yet to suffer the savages of ravages of decay. Believe that these pelts may prove to be of some value. You quickly decide to take them. I'm thinking the ogre. The ogre made up these pelts. Or maybe stole them. Possibly from Belmont even. I mean he had pelts outside his his hut. I imagine an ogre would, would an ogre or, or whoever lived in his hut place before then would have, would have took it and realised I can make clothes from this. Plenty of plenty of reasons this could have turned up. And then more pelts. View. You found these four pelts. Three wolf skins and a bear skin. But it, it was four. Just there. Yeah. I guess one of them turned out to be rubbish. These pelts are likely to be interest to a man named Timikif. You can find Timikif's shop by exploring the city of Parkour in North East Telsa. Guess I'll do that. So I'll do that off screen. It's not that interesting. With the belts tucked, with the belts tucked in your in safety amongst your body, perfectly presumed what's patient the cave. Suddenly, just as you're about to conclude your search, you spot a strange-looking pelt towards the bottom of one of the piles. You quickly retrieve the skin and start to discover that it's the hide of an argyle, whatever that is. Unable to work fathom how such a pelt find its way into the dark corner of the cave, how far are we removed from the high snowy, high snowy slopes that the Argyll inhabit? You nevertheless recognise its value in an Argyll. What is that thing? These massive, savage, fur-covered bipeds, larger than the largest of forest trolls, inhabit the, uh, the icy upper reaches of the Spurna Mountains. Where they carve out a grim existence, slaying and diring anything unlucky or foolish enough to cross their path. In recent years, arguable science things have dwindled, leading many to believe the fearsome creatures along the bay, bayless travellers braving the high mountain passes are beginning to die out. Most of the recent sightings of Argyle have taken place in the steep slopes of towering Mount Kirkgun. One of the highest peaks in the entire Allspring range. The broad, muscular, imposing frame of an Argyle is covered by a thick coat of rising grey fur. Long arms and legs allow the creatures to move through, through the deep snow with relative ease. And their large clawed hands are capable of bringing down most prey with a single blow. Due to their durability, warmth and wear through, Argyle hides surprised by by those seeking to craft armour or tie out of them. If you should happen across an Argyle during, during your ventures, you might want to take a moment to consider consider the sort of places in which you're adventuring. And I take that pelt, uh, which this 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 thick white and grey pelt is flecked with patches of brown, it's from an Argyle. It's good as pelt deep in a cave in Hawklaw. You can take it to the same place. I will off screen. 
Yeah, and uh, I am done there. Let's see. You suddenly make a startling and gruesome discovery. The skulls of three horses and an assortment of items lie in a natural mock shelf along the east wall in the section of cave passage. A closer examination of the items shows that there was three leather tunics, each emblazoned with the silhouette of a griffin's of a griffin's head, the insignia of two St. Broadways. Based on the deterioration of of horses' skulls and the moderate deterioration of units, you estimate that the three border rangers three border rangers to which the power belonged likely met a gruesome fate in the rounds around the cave within the last several years. I can take those border rangers' tunics. I don't know, is that weird? After spending a moment to decide whether or not you want to take any of the tunics, which I just did, you decide again to resume your wary exploration of this cave. Alright, I'm going there's there's I'm going off a little passage on the eastern edge. And there's an item here. An eyes banded iron chest, it's against the far wall, empty roughly scrolling chamber. Let's see it's is the key I found the one we need? The iron key twine. Will that open it? Is right. The iron key is actually... Nope, it, it doesn't work. I can't open the chest because it's stopped. I'm going to head back east. Past the border rangers. Just going to keep exploring. Here is another Crag Wolf. Fighty, fighty, fighty. Yeah, and there's, there's still more to go. There's another Crag Wolf. Fighty, fighty. Down in one. And that's another nine experience. Still more about. Okay, I'm going off. I'm going off a passage. I'm just going down a passage on the northern, on the northern side of the cave. Getting to the end of it. There it is. The instant you step into a small chamber, near the tunnel, your eyes are met with a gruesome, chilling sight. Lying on its side at the base of a far wall, its torso riddled with deep, hideous gashes. Is a massive crag wolf. The first creature, much larger than any other wolf you encountered in this cave, swiftly struggles to its feet and turns to face you, its yellow eyes shining in the glow of the light. As the wounded but vicious predator bears its deadly teeth and begins to snarl, you suddenly realise the wolf is about to attack. I can use archery. I will. You've successfully used your archery skills. Remarkable speed, you draw your bow and notch an arrow, taking aim at the snarling crag wolf. Holding your breath, you loose the feathered shaft and watch as it plunges into the creature's chest. With a painful yowl and a massive, the massive wolf, through gravely wounded, lunges you in a last desperate attack. I fight the massive crag wolf. Yeah, I, 
nearly killed it with one blow. And it viciously attacks me. And it's gone. 17 experience points. A waggy grasp suddenly escapes from the crag wall. As the vicious predator at last succumbs to the wounds withering its torso. The savage beast, its legs twitching rapidly, topples to its side and expires. As you step away from the wolf's remains, you suddenly spot a stone strong box resting on a flat rock at the base of the chamber. The carcass of a massive... Yep, and there it is, a stone box. Now! Okay, I'm going to use that... I'm going to use that... I'm going to use that key I found now. There we are. Yes, and it worked. I open the box, peer inside. The, st the stone, stone box contains a large quantity of gold, a dagger with a stole case, and a long iron key. Alright, those items are unidentified. I'm going to identify them later. And a 112 gold. Making sure you haven't looked or anything, you once again set off to prepare through the cave. The long iron key, it's got this long iron key, yeah, nothing interesting there. Yeah, going, going, oh, just, there's another crag wolf. Slushy, slushy, slushy. There's still more left. Just east of the entrance now. Going down. Oh, there's another one. Slashy, slashy, slashy. There's still more to come. And that's the pile of refuse. Don't want to go there. Going to passage where the ogre was. The dead ogre. Yeah, and yeah, and there we are. Yeah, Pat, there's the animal pelts right at the east, southeastern passage. It's going to keep exploring. Just wandering about kind of at random. Yeah, uh, oh, there's the crag wolf. It finally turned up. It's a crag wolf. I fighty fighty fight. Oh yeah, I'm gonna make my way back to the to the other chest. Uh, a crag wolf turned up along the way, and it's slain. There's still more to go, another 10 XP. It's a crag wolf. It is slain in one go. So, nine experience, there's still more around. Past the border rangers, there's the chest. Can use that long iron key. There we are, and oh, and it
and it is opened. The chest is now unopened, unlocked. Have to remove the key. Perfectly lifted in and appear inside the chest. Then there's an assortment of items. I'm just gonna I'm gonna take all the good ones and we'll just see if anything's better later. Because you you don't wanna you wanna wanna hear hear me hear me be comparing items. It's boring. Beneath the pile of items, you find a bag containing a large quantity of gold, 117 gold. When exhausted, you examination the chest and its contents. You take a few moments to adjust equipment before once again setting off on your way. Yep, and, and go east. Now we're done with that chest. Maybe there was something better in there. We'll, we'll, I'll find out later. Yeah, just gonna keep wandering, wandering around. Crag Wolf, slay, slay, slay. There's still more. How many wolves can you fit in one cave? Crag Wolf, fight, fight, fight. Nope, there's still more around. I gotta keep going until they're all gone. Because that was what I was asked to do. Anyway, if there's still a wolf around, it could call more wolves somehow, probably by howling, and would suddenly, and, and the sheep, the sheep wouldn't be in danger again. And if those sheep were in danger, how am I going to get the nice fluffy woolly, woolly pillows that I need to sleep in? Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, finally. You step back from the remains of a slain wolf and spend a few moments checking the remains. You're all but certain you've just slain the last of the crag wolves in the cave. After completing your exploration, you should make your way out of the cave and report your sex to the farmer laughing. To make it certain nothing else is lurking by the darkness, you want to again set off through the cave. Please continue. Step out of this cave. You've done it. The cave is now clear of Clay Groves, 128 XP to general. Standing just inside the mouth of the cave, you take a few minutes to check over equipment before setting off off for the fan setting off for the farm of Glam near Griefen, eager to report the success of your task. As expected, Lamu is pleased and Pleased and grateful to learn that you rid the cave of the dire menace posed by the dire wolf pack. He probably hand over a bag contained in the gold he promised you. Five hundred of those. Five hundred gold. And, and you'll stay, stay to supper with us, he says smiling. Smiling as he waves his hand in, in, in the direction of his large dwelling. With venison, a bit of good mutton, and a stew that's got both. Status, I'm going to, oh, free food? Okay. The meal proves to be the best you've had in months. Lum here, his wife, Andre, and their three young daughters are splendid hosts. And through conversing with them, you'll, you'll learn much about what has recently transpired in and around Mount Hawklaw. After supper, that me impresses you for the details of your adventure in the cave. 
leaving out leaving out the more gruesome bits, provide a thrilling account of a victory over the Crag Wolves. As his daughters are shuffled off to bed, Lamar and Miss Kane steps outside with you with a short, stout pipe snuggling in his teeth. He asks you to reveal more more than he did while in the presence of his family. He repeatedly nods his beginning to account, this time leaving nothing out. These are troubling times, says Lamir, as you conclude your account. There's no mistake about that. And to think that in the end, in the savage, while pressing up against our borders, maybe the least of everything, the fools you find about, not the seamide, everywhere. They know nothing of it, nothing of what's going on, what's creeping up on us. They do know something. If they do know something, they don't see it for what it really is. We can all, all certainly be thankful if there are a few of us who see it, who understand what's coming. Well, we all be, and we can all be thankful to someone like you. I am. Broad-shouldered farmer, still supporting his bulky frame with the use of the cane, steps forward and meets you in the shoulder cross. You spend the next small while conversing with Lamir before bidding him farewell and setting off for the village. Odotir emerges from the house as you are leaving and thanks you. Together, she and Lamir watch as you depart. It's nearing dusk when you arrive back in Hawklaw. Strolling along the village's lonely road for a fair, your mind wanders back to your passing conversation with Lamir. As you near near the village centre, you find yourself poring over some of what he said to you. These are troubling times, and to think that in the end, the savage wild pressing up against our borders may be the least of everything. Your conversation is is abruptly broken by the option of loud, friendly voices. Looking up, you realise you're going up to the stone-back tavern. The flickering light of a blazing fire and the thin, cheerful din of unbridled merriment spills out through the tavern's open doors. You turn and head head towards the groping glow, only to suddenly pause as a picture of the grave and abode appears at the door. The fore of your thoughts, the remote house, starkly silhouetted against the darkening sky, surrounded by the encroaching fingers of the deep, and lonely war proves it an inexplicably unsettling image. With, with your next breath, the image in your mind begins to dissolve, and you hurriedly make your way to the throng, tavern thankful, if only for the next small while, not to have a face, face the night's lengthening shadows alone. It's the end of the savage wild. I get 384 experience points. And 32 experience points to all skills and powers. Now there are some items I can identify. Let's do that now. Signal scroll bear. Dagger of Edmore fame. Scroll. Let's have a look. Let's have a look at those two items then. Dagger of Edmore flame. Two melee rating. One spirit. A faint greenish glow surrounds the blade of this dagger. Ancient Ardivarian symbols were engraved on the on the dagger's broad pommel. The powerful magic 
power long ago imbued this weapon will at times produce a deadly green fire when the dagger is wielded in combat. That gives it the power flames. This weapon is of magical quality. Now that, that scroll, I think that, that will do something. This will scroll back. The worn surface of this eye scroll comes with all manner of ancient Dardavaria symbols. Now properly identified, the small insignia of bears is certainly amongst the other symbols that fill the scroll. Company signal through Bellevue is a scroll cryptic verse. This is an advantage civil scroll. Reading the cryptic verse on the scroll will release the magic. Will release the magic contained within this, within this enchanted scroll. I'll read it then. The instant you read the verse, quickly first the scroll crumbles the dust in your hand. It's gone. The red glowing image of a great bear takes form in front of you. The bear turns to face you and stretches wide its mouth, as if to is to unleash a mighty bellow. Before any sound escapes its raping maw, the apparition vanishes. In the wake of the image's sudden disappearance, sudden appearance, you feel somewhat different. Two hundred fifty-six experience to general, six XP to all skills and powers, and okay, I think that that that's that's enough for now, and. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.